0: Welcome back to the Den Mothers Podcast. You are here with your hosts, Lauren and Camille. Before we get started, I just want to remind you that all of our episodes are sponsored by Amber Bath Bathing Essentials. If you want the softest skin, the most delicious, minimal ingredient products, soaps, body butters, hand salves, body scrubs, products of your dreams, you will go to amberbath.com. And use code Wolfpack at checkout for 20% off your next order. I
1: actually want to say even more about Amber Bath because it's not like we're just doing ads to blow steam up your ass so that we get dollars. That's, <laughs> That's not right. what we're doing here. We're bringing you a product that it is a product that I, I literally don't, I could never live without it. And neither Mm-mm. can anybody that tries it. I look at our orders and it's like, all these people who started using it back when we were in high school, because my mom has been yeah. making these products for that long. It's once you use it, you literally cannot use another moisturizer because everything else sucks. So yeah, if you, I'm saying that because it's important <laughs> that you know, we're not just doing this for ad revenue. We're doing it because you need to try this stuff.
0: Yeah. Every single person I get this product for ends up becoming a repeat customer. Our mother. Yes. Our mother owns the company, but yes, it's also the best products we've ever tried in our whole life. I I'm not even kidding. I reconnected with somebody
1: this week that I hadn't talked to in five years. Okay. The, we were on the phone for 10 minutes and she said, Lauren, what is the name of your mom's company? I have been looking for it for five years. I need to reorder. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's Amber Bath. Go to amberbath.com. That's the level that it, you're searching for it for five years.
0: Yes, (laughs) amberbath.com, code wolfpack, 20% off your next order and a little gift from your dead mothers. Welcome to episode 49, which means the next recording will be episode 50. I think that's special, 50 episodes.
1: We're going to have to do something really cool for 50.
0: Oh, yeah. 50. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when Lauren and I are coming up with episode topics, (laughs) there are always things that we feel passionate about. And a few weeks ago, we decided to record an episode that was called Life is Weird and Hard because that was where our life was taking us moment <laughs> <laughs> particularly today yeah. today life is fun and cool yes life is fun and cool yes so we are going to be sharing because Lauren why don't you just explain what type of email you got recently
1: you know i send out my monthly love letter to my email list and I pour a lot of, It takes me days to write it because I like to do a synopsis of my whole month. I include pictures that I would have normally put on Instagram. You know, I include what I'm reading, what I'm learning. And I pour my heart into it. So I... My last one got so much feedback. Like t- 10 plus replies to it just saying, wow, this was really wonderful. But one of them in particular meant a lot to me because it was from my when I did my yoga teacher training back in 2018 crazy when I did my yoga teacher training back in 2018 this incredible teacher led it and she owned the studio at the time her name is Carson And shout out Carson, if you listen to our podcast, and -hmm. she just wrote me an email back to my monthly love letter and said, thank you for sharing about your life. There's Dharma work in spreading joy, not just trying, you know, she didn't say this, but the way I interpreted it was, you know, I, I think that where Instagram is going and everything, it's like, what's your message? What are you teaching people? What are you saying? And sometimes there's a lot of learning and just receiving other people's joy and hearing like oh wow they're having a wonderful life that's amazing like it it feels good and so right. she shared that and then we hopped on today you know we always plan for our episodes and stuff and it just felt right to say let's just talk about we've both had an amazing week and let's talk about it i want to share that with people because Because a couple weeks ago, life was weird and hard during that time. And then, you know, today life feels fun and cool.
0: (laughs) Life feels fun and cool. And, you know, it is nice to spread joy. I feel like there's right now in social media, there's almost a fad of talking about your darkest hour. Right. Like I see so many pictures of people just like sobbing and being like, this is my hardest time and I know you hate it as much as I do
1: no I probably hate it more I if you're listening I'm it's not I'm not being judgmental right now I'm having an opinion I just want to be clear about that I hate seeing other people cry on social media it really upsets me
0: (laughs) it upsets me too
1: because I just I cannot imagine having a real moment with myself crying and then getting my camera and filming myself crying so that I can show other people that I've been crying. Like that makes me want to throw up.
0: <laughs> so I just I know. can't
1: stand it. it. Like and put it in the external validation category. I just, it upsets me. It gets me.
0: It really gets me. And also there's a big fad of people showing like, this is me in my darkest healing hour. And they're like sitting in the corner, you know, crying or whatever. And sometimes it is really nice to just see people being like, I'm alive.
1: (laughs) I love my life.
0: Yeah. Here I am enjoying. And you know, I've broken away from, I, I was kind of doing that on my social media and decided I wanted to take it right off social media I just wanted to enjoy my life without sharing so much of it but I do still like sharing it with our podcast because I think our wolf pack cares wherever we are in our life yeah
1: yeah and you know it's a hairy situation because obviously I know that when people are sharing crying videos or sharing real videos or you know videos of their skin when it's broken out and their cellulite and all of that. It's like, because we hyper-perfected social media, you know, and did all the filters and everything. Now people are creating content that's the opposite of that, right? which I don't, it's like, I understand why to show that you're being real and stuff. But what I'm saying is when you're crying and having a moment have it for yourself. It's the videoing yourself that I can't understand. It's like I know. videoing or a video of somebody crying doesn't upset me as much as remembering that the video of them crying means they were crying and they decided to videotape themselves crying in order to show it to people, <laughs> people on social media. That's the part that I just can't handle.
0: I know. I know. Anyway. Anyways. So instead of ugly crying today for you for an hour... <laughs> Which is what I wanted to do for our weird and hard episode. Yes. (laughs) We're going to be sharing about how funny and fun and cool life can be because that is the point.
1: Yeah, it's the point. And you know what? It's where we are right now. I don't know if it's the point or if it's just
0: what it is sometimes, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling a little bit of heartbreak today and also like life is fun and cool. So yeah, that's fine. But I think that everybody's probably wondering where Lauren is right now, especially the people who are watching on video. So if you're not watching this on social media, you might want to switch over to the YouTube. And if you're also wondering where we are, like where all of our streaming sites are, how you can buy us a coffee, how you can leave us a voicemail. Don't forget to go to our website, the and you can kind of catch everything all in one place there. So anyways, Lauren. Tell us a little bit about your week. I really do usually go
1: first for the weekly updates, don't I?
0: I think it made sense with where you are. Okay.
1: I can't really believe my week. It feels like I'm sort of in this funny dream. And today really closed out. the. It solidified the dream for me. So I have to take you all back to 2018. Yes. Okay. Take this was back. five years ago. Five years ago, I was single. And I had started an app. I co-founded an app that is now called Seeker, S-E-K-R. But then it was called the Van Life app. And my best friend from grad school had began had begun this app after she and her wife built out a van and decided that they loved it. This was like pre van life movement. It was like the first of its kind. I had never, I remember when she pulled up to my house in the van and it was empty and she's like, we're building out a van. And I'm like, what? You know, she's always on the forefront of everything. That woman. Of course. So she's an early adopter. That's what you can call her. Yeah. Doctor, She, she showed up in a Ford transit and was like, I'm building out this van. You'll see, it's going to be the coolest thing. And I was like, okay, anyway, I totally got on board with the van and I ended up buying a van on that same day. I went on my first date with my ex, like the day that I officially bought the van. So I had my mm-hmm. van and my Prius. Okay. So I get really invested in the van I hire my friend to build my van out for me I take it on a road trip Uh, and this was like the biggest purchase I had ever made at the time I was a professor you know I like wasn't making money of course I lied on my loan application to get the loan
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay I just have to say Lauren this is a, a difference in us that most people don't know Lauren is a little bit of an outlaw. Like she's a rule breaker, she doesn't like the rules. And I am like pretty much as straight as it gets. <laughs> I have outlaw tattooed on me. When it comes to rules, I I like to follow them, but I've kind of always been a bad girl a little bit, but sort of in hiding. But like police rules, if people telling me regulations at the airport, I'm doing it, Lauren, not doing it. So
1: lies on applications
0: <laughs> anyways. Like, I'm going to give you
1: three examples of how I don't follow the rules really quick. Because we're doing story hour today. We can talk a little bit longer. Yeah. Okay. Number one, I never board the plane on my zone.
0: Oh, God. That's my nightmare.
1: Like, if it says zone seven, you better believe that I'm the first one in line. Like, after the wheelchairs, the strollers, and the veterans, I'm, like, just pretending like I have zone one they have caught me a couple of times, you know, saying yeah. like, I, I would never
0: do that. I would never do that at the risk of my dignity. Cause if yeah. they look at, they've done that once when we were together, Lauren's like, we're getting on right now. So we got on, we both had our tiny dogs, which are service dogs. And they're like, this is not your zone, ma'am. Please step to the side. And I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. That
1: was weird. That never has happened to me before. Honestly, it never has because I always just, scan my thing. And then I get on because my right. worst nightmare is them telling me that I have to check my bag because right. I'm 84. And I'm right. like, no, I'm not listening to that. Yeah. That's one way credit card applications. I always make a million dollars a year. Always. <laughs> no, you I, don't. I make two fifth. I always, I've been saying that I make $250,000 since I was 21. Is this incriminating? I don't know, but I, don't, I just, I don't know, I don't do it anymore, but I used to. And <laughs> <laughs> So I have gigantic credit lines because of that, you know, and I, yeah. So those Number are two- three. I can't really think of another one right now, but if, if anything is stupid, like if it's a rule, just so it's a rule, and I think it's stupid and it's not hurting anybody, I will break it. Right. I will break it. Let's say that there's at the grocery store, 10 items in a lot. And and I look at my cart and I have 15 or 16 items. I might still get in the 10 item line.
0: Right. You can't handle stupid stupid rules. I hate stupid rules.
1: So anyway, back to my van.
0: Back to the van.
1: I bought the van. I ended up getting it built out. And I had my cat Lloyd in here, you know, like, yes, yes. I took my alley cat with me and I set off to live in my van. I sold all of my possessions from my studio apartment, my adorable little studio in Normal Heights, sold everything and fully moved into my van to be a full-time van liver. So I went all the way up the coast. I went into Canada. Mom met me in Canada. I went across and went to Vancouver and then all the way back down the one. Explored Mexico. Like I had such a good time. And at the same time, my relationship was getting more serious. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I was going to have to sell the van. So I got it rebuilt Round two, because the first one was their first build ever that they did. And I was like, okay, I want some upgrades. Right. So I got it rebuilt and I sold it to this guy like pretty quickly after I bought it. You know, you know me one Couple year months. later, it was a year. It was a I year? had it for, yep. I had it for exactly a year. That was interesting. But so-
0: we, we forgot to say you had moved in with your boyfriend. Yeah pretty quickly. And the van was kind of sitting there, you would do trips with it. But that one big Canada trip was kind of your only big trip. You guys did Mexico all together. But yeah, it
1: was my only big trip. And it was honestly, when I look back at that time, it was one of the most free and excited exciting times of my life. Like it was so wonderful. Yeah. And really, it got cut short. And so Mm -hmm. At the time, he had a van, I had a van. We just were consolidating is really what happened. And I was in love with him at the time. So anyway, we sold my van and I was just like, okay, you know, farewell to Jet. That's the van's name. Okay. So fast forward to three weeks ago, I have been in touch with the guy who bought my van since he bought my van. We've just kind of messaged back and forth on Instagram. I'll ask about Jet. He'll tell me that she's been sitting and hasn't gotten a lot of use. So about a year and a half ago, I joked and said, hey, if you ever want to give me jet back, I'll take the van. And he's like, let me know. Ha ha. She's just kind of sitting there. He has a boat. You know, he has other things. So when Shane and I were in Montana and decided that we didn't want to be in Montana, I said, why don't I see if I can buy my van back? I wonder what he would sell it back to me for. And Shane's like, Really? And I said, yes. And then I messaged the guy and he said, yes. And then we asked Shane's bank for a loan and they said, yes. And then all of these yeses started happening. And I am now parked on my mom's property, sitting in my fucking van. (laughs) I bought my van back. (laughs) You
0: have a mobile van. I have
1: a van home. I I can't wait to do a tour, but I want to wait because- the guy who bought it from me basically started a couple of projects and just let the van sit for like two years. So it had sap all over it. He had only put 10,000 miles on it in four years that he had it. So it's Dude, like crazy, basically new in all of these ways. But like all the batteries are dead. The so- I don't know if the solar is working, you know, like, but it's a basically new van. It's a 2018 with 30,000 miles on it. Like, it's amazing.
0: It's and so, so amazing. Just,
1: yeah. So i worked so on it. It's so perfect for you. Well,
0: you and Shane have been wondering, like, where are we going to settle? But our hearts aren't settle, people. So what are we going to do? Like, are we going to be in San Diego? Are we going to do here? Are we going to do it here? It just makes so much sense that you're in a van. I know. Wait, also... We didn't explain that at the same time five years ago, Shane also had a van that he oh, ended yeah. up selling. So they were doing sh- they were doing van life in tandem, in different parts of the world. So Shane sold his, he told it, and then now they have one together. Yeah, and it's
1: just really like Shane and I both
0: thrive with very
1: few possessions. Like I'm going yeah. back to my storage unit, and we're selling. Everything that we don't absolutely need. And, you know, we want to buy a property in Washington and probably one abroad and then just have the van to travel in wherever we want to go. And it's just, it really is perfect for us. And it feels like this year of feeling so confused about where we were going to live and what we were going to do has really started to come to an end. And it's nice. So I have been working on my van for the past three days nonstop. And it was a mess to get it, you know, up and running. Like we had to tow it. And it was just like the past week, I did not feel like life was fun and cool. But now that everything is settled, mama's happy.
0: Mama's happy. She's back in jet, baby back jets back on the road. I call it Operacion
1: Jet Revival.
0: Wow. It's so funny seeing you back in that van. It's like, it feels like it's a psychedelic weird thing. I know.
1: I was sleeping in it last night. I'm sure that I'm going to sob about it at some point (laughs) because I'm just like, it's so bizarre. Like I need to, I mean, everything is the same, you know, like. I zipped off the cushions and put it in the wash and stuff, but it's basically just been sitting for four years. So it's like all my touches are in here. I designed it. It's so
0: crazy. (laughs) I can't (laughs) wait to see Jet again.
1: Wait, okay, so I have to just say one more thing and then I can't wait to hear about your week. The interesting thing about this is that when I bought Jet, I drove up to the dealership in a 2014 pearl colored Prius they let me have jet and I took her off the lot the van they called me the next day and said you can't have two auto loans right now we 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 can't approve you for jet unless you turn in your Prius so, I had to drive the next day back to the dealership and give them my Prius so that I only had one auto loan. Right. I sold my van. My ex and I broke up. And the day after we broke up, I went and bought the same Prius. I bought mm-hmm. a 2015 Pearl Prius. So now I, and then I bought Jetback. So I have the same Prius and the same van exactly the same van not exactly the same Prius but basically I mean it looks exactly the same
0: so I bought the same two of the same cars twice you're flashing back to five-year-old you but now with someone who's actually your life partner yeah
1: it's like everything just came back (laughs) came back to to
0: center because it really is is. so cool yeah it's so so cool I feel like Mm -hmm. I could see myself in a van Dude, of
1: course
0: me and Rudy just hitting the road
1: there's nothing more fun it's so fun
0: it's so fun I can't wait to see Jet again so Lauren and Shane are back on the road
1: yep we bought a van we don't Full know where time. yeah we don't know if we're gonna live in it for a while or if we're gonna just take it to, from Airbnb to Airbnb we're not really sure but we love it so much
0: oh my god That's so exciting.
1: Okay, Lars. You're having a really fun life, too. Hit us with it, kid.
0: I, too, have had an excellent week in many, many ways. Okay. Number one, I've planned out my next six months. Whoa,
1: that is exciting. And it also gives me anxiety.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So... I am here in Tulum for the next month and a half. By the time this launches, maybe a month. I'm out of here in June. Then I will be heading to Southern Florida where I will stay with my dad and run a half marathon with him for a couple weeks.
1: You're going to be running a half marathon for a couple of weeks. For a
0: few weeks. Just continuous running. (laughs) It's going to be a half marathon and we're going to do one mile a day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we're actually running the half marathon in Atlanta, just for a little, just for a little fun, fun, quick trip up South. (laughs) south. (laughs) Okay. Then I will be heading to the West coast. I will be spending some weeks in California with Lauren and Shane, hopefully. And then with my mom and stepdad, then I will be heading up to Oregon for my first time ever going to see my best friend, Jamie. Shout out Jamie. She listened to every single episode. I'm going to go see her in her new house. And then then I am heading to Costa Rica. Damn it, Camille. I'm going to be living out my dream. Okay. This is the thing about Tulum. I could see myself here for so long because I love my group of friends so much. I've been having the time of my life And also there's a part of my heart that just has been calling me to be a little surfer girl on, you know, the Pacific living in the heat. So I rented the cutest studio. It's almost like a tiny home. Yeah. It's more of a tiny home. So I rented it for two months. I'm living only 500 meters from the beach, which is less than half a mile. And I am going to just I think become a little surfer, and I'm going to have my dog with me. He, again, of course, Rudy, which, by the way, the day we're recording this, is a year that I've adopted him exactly today.
1: That's crazy.
0: I love my boy.
1: I remember you calling me and saying, what should I do? You were so panicked. We've we've actually told the story of how you got Rudy on one of yeah. our we did. I think it was like the only episode of season two. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's when yeah. I was living with you. Yeah, it was just talking about how you got Rudy, but oh my God, I remember you wanted him so bad and you got him. And oh my, I knew that you were supposed to have him the second you called me.
0: I wanted him so badly. And now I just have him. He travels with me everywhere. I'm sorry, I hate to say my dog is like the pretty much the best dog ever. He's the best traveler. Everybody loves him. He's so friendly. I'll t- I'll be telling about my fun fun weekend here in a second, but just know, when he's on the beach, he runs around like crazy. He he'll wait for me when I go in the water. So I'm going to I think I'm just going to take him with me when I'm surfing and just have him hang out on the beach. Like he's going to be a a beach dog. A he's little so
1: good. He's so good. Like we're talking about when she's saying the best dog, it's like he's the best trained dog without a, without any, like, professional training. <laughs> right. Like he just loves Camille, and they
0: really are great together. We have and, this little connection. Yes.
1: And he, like, when he travels, he just stays in his little bag, and he loves it in there. Like, he doesn't want to get out. He just falls asleep.
0: He falls asleep. He's so easy. He... He's the best dog. I can't even believe I've had him for a whole year. It doesn't even feel like it's real. It feels like I've had him my whole life.
1: <laughs> I like to put his whole head inside my mouth and then try to bite it off. That's how much <laughs> yeah. I love <like> him. <laughs> yeah.
0: All like, I do is I- sniff his little ears and I, I think that Costa Rica is really going to do us nicely. I and think- something really exciting is that... I just started this ice bath adventure with a company called Ice Bath Mexico, icebathmexico.com to book with us private events. We set up places in Tulum, we do private yoga events, private retreats. I was asked by them to expand Ice Bath Mexico into Costa Rica. So I'm going to be taking ice bath rituals experiences to Costa Rica.
1: Oh my God, Camille. I
0: know. That
1: is just so exciting.
0: My life is just really, really aligning right now. That's all I can say. I
1: mean, I've just been so happy for you and so happy for me that I just can't believe it.
0: I can't even believe it. It feels like this is just such a fun part of life. Okay. That's not even my most fun part. Well, that's (laughs) really fun. Cause that's, that's really exciting. I'm really excited to go to Costa Rica. My heart Let me say it in Spanish because I'm really learning it. Mi corazón me lo manda. My heart is demanding me to go there. Okay, that's right.
1: Would it be me lo manda a Costa Rica?
0: Is lo is like for Costa Rica, so it's demanding me. Yeah, me lo manda. Yeah. Okay. It's demanding me. That's what my Spanish teacher taught me. I love that. Yeah. So
1: I. into Spanish classes. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I? my I- dream my whole life to speak Spanish. Camille decided it was her dream, and now <laughs> she's sometimes better than me.
0: I, I <laughs> speak I- a lot of Spanish now, and I've never been tanner, which is also <laughs> <laughs> People have I'm asked like me if I'm Mexican. I take oh. such pride in that.
1: Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. okay. My biggest week update and the reason my life is fun and cool right now is I went to a little island (laughs) yes close to Cancun called Isla Holbox it looks like Holbox when you're searching it if you speak English H-O-L-B-O-X there are a few islands around Cancun this island is something so special so me and my friends, Alyssa, shout out Alyssa. Yes, the same one with Fr- Frame Creative Agency. Jess, our friend who's about 6'2", tie-dye, just the most free spirit you've ever met in your life. <laughs> the three of us went with our friend Candy, birth name, Candy Cristal Francois. <laughs> <laughs> that is her birth name. Shout out, Candy she also listens to every episode. Candy looks like she's about 25. No way is her name Candy Crystal LaFrancois. Candy Crystal uh, Francois. That is the best name I've <laughs> ever heard of in my life. Best name you've ever heard in your life. And there's an extra last name that I always forget, but Candy Crystal Francois. That is no. her name. It's her name. Candy also... She also looks like she's about 25. She was turning 41. No. Yes. She's like turning weird. 41. So we went to Isla Holbox for a few days. And this is the process. Also, Rudy was with us. Right. Rudy was with – he's the mascot. Everybody loves him. You don't understand he's just one of the girls. <laughs> <laughs> but very masculine. But brings the masculine energy. So we – we took a bus, one of those big Greyhound buses, three hours up north. Then we hopped on a little ferry, fifteen minute ferry over to the island. This place doesn't have cars. We saw two trucks the entire time. People drive golf carts. Lauren and Shane have been to the island too.
1: Yeah. It's cars still- are not allowed. They're not allowed on the island. So right. only trucks that are there are for construction.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you that you get off the ferry and they're like, here's your taxi. And it's a literal golf cart, kind of a souped up one. You're like, yes. okay. So we get in the golf cart. They take us to this place. We rented the cutest hotel room that had four individual beds. So it was just like a giant slumber party. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh.
0: Yeah. We're right in the city center. It's the tiniest island ever, but the city center has frutarias and like little cute shops and incredible food and restaurants. It's dirt cheap. By the way, so the first night we go wild. <laughs>
1: well, I want to say the exciting. One of the exciting things about Holbox too is that, at least when I was there, I was one of the only Americans on the island. Yes, which I love. It's like Italian, Swiss. Yes, Canadian um French like a lot of Europeans visit there so you're kind of it feels like a very international party energy
0: that's exactly what it is it's everybody's for in a lot of Mexican Mm -hmm. a lot when we were there so it's 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 different than Tulum is very separated the locals and the travelers oh yeah in Isla Holbosch, it was such a beautiful combination of everyone, like local, traveler. It's the most interesting energy. So we go to the beach. We're two blocks from the beach, right? Everything's right on the beach. So we go to the beach. And then the first night, we decide to go out. It's actual- It's Candy's actual birthday on the first day. So she puts on this the cutest little outfit. She has this sparkly thing. We're walking around having the absolute time of our lives. And I, I decided to do ketamine for the first time. <laughs> my
1: favorite candy. Yeah. So I favorite. haven't been
0: doing a lot of, uh, a lot of drugs, you know, pretty much none for the last two years. Right. And so we made a beautiful experience for me for my first time. I did a little bit. We were on the beach walking around, really calm, looking up at the beautiful stars. It was really cool. And I have a lot of anxiety around drugs because a couple experiences that I've had in the past like, were actually really scary, not just yeah. for me, but dealing with people who were like doing too many. And it, it was just, yeah. I have a lot of fear around it. Mm-hmm. So I did a little bit and- Then I kind of did a little bit the whole night. It's the best. (laughs) It is the best. I've never tried something like it in my whole life. And by the way, before this, I'm a super analytical person. So, and I've struggled with panic attacks and anxiety in the past. So I'm looking up the research on ketamine and panic attacks, ketamine and anxiety, and every single, even scientific article says it actually lowers Anxiety and panic has swept people's panic attacks clear away forever. (laughs) Yes. This isn't some secret. People are doing ketamine infusion therapy everywhere now. It's the only legal psychedelic. It's a tranquilizer. Hospitals are starting to use it instead of like putting people under or putting them on morphine when they get out. They're putting people on ketamine out of big surgeries. So I've always wanted to try it, but this was just ended up being the perfect weekend to do it. Yeah. And we all of a sudden got swept up in the island. Like we, ah! And we call it, so the whole weekend, Candy sang this hysterical song from these West Coast Canadians. Like, it was something about being swirled and twirled and swept into the undertow. And so the whole <laughs> weekend, we were just hysterically laughing about being swept into the undertow. We were oh. so... We're walking around the island. I got this weird corn dog that was covered in a delicious pancake. Actually, some of the best street food ever. We go to this place called, I'm not kidding you, Hot Corner. The Hot Corner. <laughs> and it's a restaurant, but everyone's not in the restaurant. The live music is in the restaurant. It's a four-way stop. The Corner. And everybody's just standing, salsa dancing, flamenco dancing, dancing partying like crazy and so we're meeting all these wild like europeans and partiers and this guy with the longest hair he literally looked like fabio he's coming over flipping his name is <laughs> his name is peepo <laughs> <laughs> peepo <laughs> okay oh my God. did you just say pp or peepo say <laughs> so we we're calling it pp all weekend so and I'm on ketamine for the first time I am like I am smiling so hard also you feel like you're the best dancer in the world on it so I'm flamingo dancing or I'm salsa dancing with the girls because I can also kind of get my groove on like I know how to salsa and he comes up to me he sweeps me away we're all of a sudden dancing dancing and all of a sudden he 360s me in the air (laughs) did you take flight and I land on my feet and I looked around, and the girls were nowhere to be seen. Nobody saw it. <laughs> Except for me. Picks oh my for god. Me. And he goes, he looks at me and he goes, "How was your first flight? <laughs> Shut up. Where to God? I swear to God. So I am and then he's flamingoing me so sexy, so good. It was the most hysterical I find my friends were hysterically laughing and then in this this island you get swept from bar to bar so that place closes at 12 and then a place called bikini bottom opens okay okay I've been I I know where that is okay so oh wait no Salmo or something so we get okay. swept into this bar I meet this cutie Italian we're also dancing having fun this they are meant okay this island is so small, the four of us really stand out. And we're like the new me, right? Right. Right. Everybody's talking and dancing together. It's like every single person knows each other and we come in and they're like, Whoa. Yeah. And not only a hot bunch, right? Not only that candy's in a white bikini with a sparkly dress with her little sparkle thing above her head the whole time. So everyone's buying us mezcals. And I mean, we're just it was the most hilarious night of my life. Oh, my gosh, Cammie. Yeah, the most hilarious night of my life. So then we wake up the next day. We take, we rent a little golf cart. We go far off to a beach. We come back. We get on a private tour and take a boat and go to the cool little island, this bird island. And so we do that. Yes, it was so interesting. Watch <laughs> the sunset on the boat with this guy, Fernando. <laughs> It's just the four of us. We're having the best night ever. And then that night we do night round two. So when Hold we on. So we go back to Hot Corner and everyone is like, oh, the girl, like they're back. So we end up making friends again with Peepo. People. <laughs> people, And these, this couple from Israel named, their names are literally Doran.com. So. We're hanging out with PippoDoran.com all night. <laughs> Getting swept up in the energy. We go home at 2 a.m. One of us decides to stay in. I was going to stay in too. And I'm like, you know what? I'm ready to take on the town still. So we walk back up to the bars. Yeah, we walk back out to the bars. We go to the third bar. So at 3 a.m. another one opens. Yes, we go. It's like called Black Triumph or something weird. So we go oh. there. A transformer, a robot comes out. It's spraying all these things. It's the best after party we've ever been to. And the Italian is there again. I see my Italian. Then I get swept right into the undertow and I meet an Argentinian man. (laughs) I I needed this. Honestly, I felt like I ruled that island. That's fun
1: when you got back on the boat to go back to the mainland were you just like how did that happen
0: oh we got back on the ferry so we stayed up until sunrise the second night we literally slept we got home at 6 30 woke up at 10 got breakfast and had went to the beach a little bit and then went onto the ferry and we were taking the ferry over and we are just looking at each other just hysterical we're like did that even happen that is great. Did that even happen, or was this just some weird? It was like a weird simulation. Every person we met there, and we kept running into these people at the same bars. It was, it was like and something I've never experienced. It's
1: like that island is so unique and cool. And then if you're doing a little bit of ketamine <laughs> on top of it, it's never gonna feel real. Like it, there's no, no. way. Ketamine no, is interesting because. It's like psychologically it in impairs you in unique ways. Like it elevates you. And then physically, it feels like nothing is real. Your body doesn't feel real. Time and space don't feel real in a cool no. way.
0: In so a, just, yeah. Yeah. You're so grounded. I didn't think about a single thing the whole time except for exactly where I was
1: god i if i was gonna choose to be addicted to anything it would be ketamine
0: <laughs> it would be gay. <laughs> i love that stuff it makes me feel good it's actually the only drug i think that you tried before me oh yes i think so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm trying to think yeah uh, i've done them all yeah start. yeah done them all i tried most of them in high school
1: dang that's crazy
0: yeah it's nuts
1: I was scared of everything now the drug I'm the most terrified of is marijuana
0: (laughs) (laughs) me too I'm so afraid of it I'm so afraid of it so funny I was cracking up with somebody about that the other day like it's the only one I won't do weed is different these days man it hits you like a ton of bricks the other day Shane's like do you think it would
1: be fun to like you know Smoke a joint. I'm like, kind of, but could we just get some K? Like, it's just easy. You know, it's easier to find
0: marijuana. I don't know
1: what
0: I'm calling it, but marijuana. (laughs) I know (laughs) marijuana is not my drug of choice. I had some stoner years in high school, and then a little bit in college. I smoked quite a bit, but now I'll take a hit, and I am just so I don't even take a hit anymore because I know I'm pretty much out for the night. (laughs)
1: yeah I just it's not for me no it's not for me it's not for me I always hope that it is like I'll try it and be like whoa I've been missing out but every time I do I just am mad that I did that basically if something gives me any kind of a hangover I don't want it I can't yeah and weed gives me hangovers like I will smoke it and the next day I feel like a dum-dum
0: so groggy and weird
1: yeah, it just doesn't agree with me.
0: Yeah. So um, I did a little K and a little Mezcal and... What a combo. Sent me right into the island ether. We got swept up, I'll say it again, right into the undertow. And it was, it was one of the best weekends I've had in so long. That's amazing. So it and was that, phenomenal. You had such a good
1: crew and so much fun.
0: Yeah, we had such a good crew. So... That's my week. Okay, so Camille had the best weekend
1: ever. I bought my old van back. And I think that it's important if we're going to talk about when life is weird and hard to just remember that it's not going to last like that for a long time. It's like, you can even go through a tough year, but you're going to come back and you're going to have really great moments. So yeah, I'm just... I I don't even know necessarily where I want to go with this other than to just say, remember when it's hard, that it's not going to be hard forever.
0: Yeah. I mean, you guys, anyone listening to this, I was just in, I just had the hardest year of my life. When you push through those hard phases and just keep dedicating the time to yourself and just remember like, this is going to pass. I'm going to have fun again. Just letting yourself feel it really feel that low point. When you come out on the other side, the joy and the fulfillment and just the way you can follow your heart just feels so divine. Mm -hmm.
1: I really do think, I know we talked a little bit of shit about darkness earlier, but when you allow yourself to just go into the depths sometimes and not gloss over it and you allow yourself to just feel really sad and know that it's not gonna stay that way like just but be in it when you're in it yeah it helps because then when you're in the good times you can really be in those you know it's like being present when you're in a shitty spot Is just as important as being present when you're in a good spot.
0: Yeah. Life is just, it's such a dream. It's such a dream. It is. It's such a dream. And I want to give the permission to the wolf pack also to just do the fun shit. Even if you're questioning it, like some of my best times have been in moments where I'm like, oh my God, should I go do that? I don't know. I'm a little scared. I don't have that much money right now. Mm -hmm. I, I feel nervous doing it alone. Or, I mean, this weekend we, we almost didn't even go. We're like, okay. I mean, our, a lot of our friends are here that people came into town. Should we just stay last minute, like 12 hours before we're like, let's just freaking go. Let's freaking go see where it leads us. I mean, obviously don't put yourself in danger, but I've done a couple of things like that where I've been nervous to do it. We go and it ends up being the best memories of my life. I say this a lot, but people always say like, "God, you're so lucky," or "I, I wish I could live, you know, my life like that." And I'm like, "You can, you yeah, really, it, can. you can do it." It's not help. like I'm someone special, and I'm making like tons of dough. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just living my life and literally making no me dough. <laughs>
1: Literally the least d- dough. It's not like I'm starting a bakery.
0: Yeah, like the least dough that I've made in years, and I'm the happiest I've ever been. I know. Yeah. Making the least dough, too. And I'm
1: also just, I feel like I just came out of a really groggy six months, you know? Like yeah. Like, we left to loom. I just felt like, where is my footing, really? Or even, you know, the like the past- the last month of Tulum all the way through now, I'm like, where is this leading me? Like, I feel like I'm in a washing machine, you know? It's kind of like, okay,
0: I'm getting pretty clean, but when is this cycle going to be over?
1: Yeah. I'm the dryer, baby. And the dryer <laughs> feels good. And it's warm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought you said, now I'm the driver. And I was like, you're in the driver's seat again. <laughs> oh, okay. That too.
1: I'm in the dryer and I am the driver. Yeah.
0: You feel warm and cozy, huh? Yeah.
1: You know what's interesting, though? I've noticed that as I do more work on myself, more reflection, that the swings are less intense. Yeah. like, You know, I look back at that year and there was so much, but it doesn't feel catastrophic. It's kind of like I always know life is really good. And sometimes my mind is tricking me a little bit into thinking that it's really hard.
0: Yeah, no, no, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, I feel the same way. I mean, I had the craziest, the hardest year of my life, but I just knew in my body that that was what was supposed to be happening. It was like, this is the path. I mean, what can I do other than just be exactly where I am right now I can't force anything I can't be happier I can't even when I was in a phase where I'm like should I be dating yet you know I'm like no no I shouldn't I it's okay that I'm not dating it's okay I'm not doing you know I, I don't know how to explain it but it does feel like the low that low like how low I was six months ago didn't feel that hard because I knew everything was perfect. Right. Yeah. I just trusted it. Mm -hmm. And that's not saying there weren't moments of like, oh, holy shit. Okay. Right. Here we go. This feels really hard. But yeah, it's like
1: the surrender component of life where you're, you know, trust that when action needs to happen, it will happen. Yeah. And, you're allowed to kind of surrender to the phase that you're in Mm -hmm. and just say, okay, wow, I'm going through a tough spot. Like, you know, last month when we recorded that episode, I was really confused about what I was supposed to do with my life. You know, I wanted to go to New York and do acting and comedy and all of this stuff. And then it was just like, wait, is that it? Or am I just trying to prove something to myself and to other people? Like, what is this what's going on and just kind of banging my head against a wall really like hello what are what am I needing here and then all of a sudden in two weeks I'm back in my van that I had from five years ago like that wasn't a long time no I think surrendering is just important when you're in those phases to be like maybe you know the Christians say God's plan you know they're like God's plan is greater than my plan, his path. Like he knows what I'm supposed to be doing right. more than I do. And I don't think it's a man up there knowing what I'm supposed to be doing. But I do think that I don't know all the time, you know, and when I right. hold on to I'm supposed to do this career path, I'm supposed to be with this guy, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to. That that shit ain't right because no. you're really preventing yourself from living presently from yeah. being there for what is in the moment versus not being there for what is and projecting what's supposed to be like.
0: Right. Right. Mean. Yeah. We had that conversation a few times this weekend about the surrender component. And it's like, you might think your life should have turned out in a different way, yeah. But if you're in a phase right now, just be in it, be yeah. in it or make a change. Anything we try to control or force or change on our own, like manipulating to make the situation feel right is causing suffering. Right. So be where you are. If you don't like it, you have to make a change. Don't stay in that weird, right? you know, uh, for feel into it and your body always knows body always knows gosh yeah Yeah, I I feel like the even you know
1: saying the body always knows is so interesting to me right now because I used to say that so religiously and I don't know if the body always knows I think that's just what is gonna be is gonna be So we can try our best to feel into what our body is saying. But sometimes your body will send you on some crazy ass journey. Like my body was deeply telling me, you've got to move to New York. You've got to do this stuff. It was like bringing up so much chaos. And that really felt like my body. But when I kept looking into that, like, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? It turned out that it wasn't for that time period. So it's like, I'm just being honest in that for me right now, I'm kind of like, what is my relationship with my body? Does the body always know? What if when you're going through these thresholds in your life, trauma comes up from before and all of a sudden it's like, my body's trying to protect me in some way.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the mind creates scenario to protect the body 100%. But then the body
1: can feel it really strongly. I feel like we could do a whole episode on this, actually, mm-hmm. like from an IFS perspective.
0: Yeah, we need to. And, and talk about it because it. I feel... Because ultimately we feel our emotions through the body. Right. And thoughts and... can manifest and turn into emotion. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes,
1: you know, if I had just said the body knows... No, I actually don't. It's not like a, it's not a clear thought. I feel like the body knows to a certain point, but really I feel the only thing that's the truth. Like if we're talking about what knows is the exact moment that you're in the present moment knows like here and now in a calm mind, if your mind is racing, you don't know.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I don't think that that's, Tapping to the body. Hang on a second. (laughs) I'll say this
1: for my closing thoughts. The body's a phenomenal indicator. Yeah. If you're feeling tight as shit and you want to punch something all the time, you could probably make a change. Mm -hmm. You're feeling calm and open and chest available to the world, then you're probably living in alignment. Yeah, the body is an incredible indicator. That's right. I've just been trying to change my language from these absolutes because I love absolutes. You know, I'll be like, I hate this or I love that. But I'm just watching lately, from my own experience, that I've been jarred a little lately. Like, does the body always know, or is it just a pretty good indicator? And then I can right. use others as well, right? You know?
0: Yeah. No, I I, I like that
1: actually. Yeah body usually knows (laughs) 99.9 percent of the time your body knows 0.1 maybe an advanced very bizarre experience when you have no fucking idea what's supposed to be happening
0: in in that case the mind is sending signals to the body steering you wrong can't you decipher which one it is Yes, in that case, you need to reach out to a
1: pretty advanced somatic specialist. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my God. One more thing that I want to say. A lot of what was coming up for me when I was saying life is weird and hard is I turned 30 in October and all of a sudden I had all of these should bees coming up, I'm like, oh my gosh, I never wanted to be an older mom. I never wanted to not have any plan at all or, like, have a huge savings or something. Like, all of a sudden, I was just feeling these societal pressures of being 30. And as I stripped those away, I ended up buying my van back from when I was 25. Okay. And it's kind of a weird thing. Like I'm not planning for a while there, I was doing everything around. I need to do this before I have kids, before I have kids, before I have kids. And it was like this weird bookend that was happening instead of just relaxing into, if that's for me, that's going to happen. I don't have to worry about that so much. And so once I finally let that go, I just feel a lot better. And so if you're approaching 30 listening to this. Or approaching really, 40. Or approaching 40. Or approaching 20. Whatever it is. These thresholds, I feel like especially 30 for women and 40 for men, are a, an interesting time. Because your biological clock, if you do want to have kids, it's kind of like, all right, you're in your, you know, mm-hmm. home here. Like 30 to 40 for women, that's the decade. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to say, give yourself the freedom to check yourself on your should be's when you're yeah. doing those parameters, like I need to do this before this and this before that and this before this date. Do you really need to do that? Or are you just trying to assert control?
0: Right. Over over? You know, such a good closing statement. Yeah.
1: We hope you enjoyed our episode today. This was unique. We basically did our weekly updates as a topic and just wanted to talk with you all. We loved it.
0: Yeah, they, that, they, they were deserving of a whole topic. I mean, your life has come full circle and I got flipped into a 360 Island undertow. <laughs> and I'm moving to Costa Rica.
1: You're moving to Costa Rica,
0: Camille. Yeah.
1: I hope to be moving there with you.
0: Me too. We'll see how that goes. We love you, Wolfpack. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Den Mothers. Thank you. Ow, ow, ow.